Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Hey guys, we're using Poshmark and you should too. Do you have things that you don't wear anymore? Poshmark is seriously the easiest way to make room in your closet, make some cash, and also snag a bargain. It's the coolest reseller with the best brands like Lululemon, Nike Reformation, and Gucci for up to 70% off. DJ Khaled has a closet and Serena Williams. Download the app today. Enter Podcast 10 when you sign up for $10 off your first purchase on Poshmark. Another day, another unknown. It could bring your biggest order yet or a new cyber threat. Whatever happens, Comcast Business will keep you ready with a network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses. Comcast Business. Powering possibilities. Get started with a great offer from Comcast Business. And for a limited time, ask how to get a $650 prepaid card with a qualifying bundle when you buy online. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go to ComcastBusiness.com to learn more. Prepaid card offer ends 9-21-21. Call or go online for details. Well, in the first half, we have my friend Larry Elder. You know him from this show, talk show host. Powerful black man's going to be announcing his uh, running for uh, governor of California. Interesting conversation with him first i'll tell you this show is sponsored by simply safe you have 30 minutes you never have to worry about home break-ins ever again because you got simply safe two eyes in there at simplysafe.com slash adam and uh, you customize your system and get a free security camera at simplysafe.com slash adam so we'll talk to larry we'll uh, talk to some uh, callers as well i have uh, many other thoughts uh, coming your way a uh, thought about our society and where we're at. First, I'll tell you about Geico. Do you own your renter home? Will you do one or the other? And then there is your automotive policy. How about you get your bundle working when you go with Geico? So you go to geico.com. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around the house. Save a bunch of dough when you go to geico.com. Get a quote and get your bundle working when you take your homeowner's or your renter's insurance and bundle it up with your automotive policy at GEICO, that is GEICO.com. When Janair Gerardo suspected her husband was cheating, she secretly recorded him and heard the proof he was having an affair. Why do they get to be happy? Why do I have to suffer? I just love him so much, I can't take it. And then Janair began recording herself, revealing how and why she was about to kill two people. Well, more breaking news now from Delaware. Radnor police say Janair Garrido ambushed the 33-year-old. One of the big questions any mental health professional struggles with is, isn't everybody who commits murder mentally ill? To which most of us would say no, not necessarily. From Podcast One, I'm Barbara Schroeder, writer-director of Netflix's Evil Genius, introducing Bad Bad Thing. The shocking story that made headlines around the world. Subscribe to Bad Bad Thing at Spotify, Apple, or anywhere you get your podcasts. He turned me into a monster because he doesn't know anything about honesty. From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. Adam's guest today, Trevor Moore. With Gina Grad on news, Paul Bryan on sound effects, and a phone call from Larry Elder. And now, with all the threesome talk on the past few shows, he got turned on and had a menage a un. Adam Carolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on a choice. We're going to make it get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you, right, Gina Grad? That's right. And ball, Brian. Five and five is good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh boy, my fortunes have changed. Ball, Brian has got me the ceramic travel mug. Oh, look at that. Yeah. That's right. Container ceramics got yeah. the lid that pops on, and that uh, lid my actually lap. might fit on other coffee mugs. Oh, you're it's right. Standard size. You're right. Just be make sure it's down. Yes. All right. So uh, thank you, Bald Brian. I literally was thinking about it this morning. Oh. Uh, left with the jumbo mug today. It fits snugly, so you got to you know, kind of squeeze it on there. Yeah, the lid. And then I actually went to the other room and found a stainless steel one. And I thought, well, I'll just use this as a stopgap measure mm-hmm. until Brian's mm-hmm. beautiful gift shows up. But um, it also strikes me. I've been talking about Ginsu knives and travel mugs. I need, and then Brian just 
comes to the spatulas and uh, all that stuff. Oh, the butcher's trusted, trusted chef's butcher's knife. I need to start upping my game. Like, I saw this really cool <laughs> tractor mower the <laughs> other day. What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I saw this uh, Civil War chess set that was uh, made of pewter from the Franklin Mint. I, that thing was sweet. It's one of one. Tell me yeah. more about that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I also saw Max Apata brought this up, which is uh, Captain Steubing's jacket oh, is going oh, up for sale, the celebrity auction. Real boy. Memory, how do you yeah. spell Steubing? Well, you're not the one to ask. Gina, how do you spell yeah. Steubing? That would be a great... Uh, uh, I honestly had a had a <laughs> semi-philanthropic thought today, which is uh, Dr. Drew actually sent me an interview of Captain Steubing talking about uh, the actor playing Captain Steubing sure. as Captain Steubing. And, uh, Sharing thought, his well, thoughts on his journey. It'd be a real celebrity power move to purchase Captain Steubing's jacket and present it to Dr. Drew. Oh, wow. Yeah. Why is his uniform, why does it look like a, a waiter a cap, a waiter captain from that, the restaurant? That's just the way they rolled they, yeah. back then. Okay. All right. So is, uh, that the, is that a collectible? Or are we looking at a collectible? Is this the hero jacket? <laughs> I, I, I think it is the hero Used jacket. Wow. Mm-hmm. Starting bid, 500 bucks. Oh. All right. Uh, so I was walking along PCH Highway, Pacific Coast Highway, the other day. And I took a picture, and uh, the reason I took this picture, which I'll describe, as I, uh, describe is I thought it was very indicative of uh, us as a society. Mm-hmm. Larry Elder's going to call in in 10 minutes and talk about his uh, run for governor. So, you know. Gubernatorial sort of, candidate. Yes. Larry it's yeah. on, uh, it's on, on target, on par, on point. Um, but I've oftentimes said, the, the real problem when a society is sliding, and I've chronicled it in books, which is if the law just sort of is if, – if one, one segment in our society, like homeless, can do whatever they want on the beach mm-hmm. and sleep wherever they want, pitch a tent wherever they want, park their Winnebago and wherever they want, and they park that Winnebago – in front of a house in Venice Beach where the guy paid three million bucks for it and is paying huge property taxes. And the guy in the house has to go by, pull every permit and go by right. every letter of the law and is getting parking tickets and, and taxes and, and levies and everything else. And then the guy in the Winnebago lives oh, scot free. Footloose and fancy free. Yeah. Empty bag. We got, we got, we can't do anything about that guy. That's, that's society sort of coming apart. That that's a that's a bad that's a bad sign. And the picture I took, which you'll have to I, I didn't want to get too close, but I can uh, Max paddle throw the uh, picture up there, which was there was a bench, a bus stop, a bench bus stop. Mm-hmm. And it was on PCH. And I noticed a homeless woman who was just flopped out on it. And I have to kind of pull in a little on it, Chris. But I the see a leg. Yeah, there's. A homeless person was completely passed out and using the entire bench. Right. Uh, 25 feet away, there was a Hispanic woman who was waiting for the bus as you uh, as you push back out again. So the taxpayer, the person that is going to work, the person that is using the bus has to stand on the sidewalk. It's unusable. A safe distance away mm-hmm. From the bench that the taxpayer is supposed to be sitting on, right. waiting for the bunch, be- uh, waiting for the bus, because a non-taxpayer is sleeping on it. And I thought, this is it. This is where we're at. This yeah. is it, it's official. This picture of the uh, hardworking Hispanic lady who's uh, probably going to take the bus down PCH to go to the colonies and clean some celebrity house. And then take a long bus ride back to, you know, East L.A. or wherever she wherever she calls home. She must keep a safe distance from the non-taxpayer who does not want to work and who feels like doing whatever they want all day, every day. And this is indicative. This yeah, is yeah. something. And and to add to that, there are in places like Santa Monica and other places, there's specific architecture to discourage things oh, like this, you know, hostile architecture yes, or something. Exactly. Um, with, you know, like a, a little loop. So there's like individual seating. Exactly. And that's to prevent this. But there is a pushback against that, which I don't think surprises you. Yeah, you see benches and you'll see them all over the place out here. It's probably a good 
it's a good measuring stick for your city or your society, which is, as I've always said, the second we started putting barbed wire around freeway signs, <laughs> we should have just stopped right there and went, what the what fuck is going on in this city? But the next good marker for that is benches that are sort of rounded and tilted forward. Yeah. You see the rounded – they sort of look like an eyeball if you looked at a profile of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're shaped like they're an curves, airplane wing. Yeah. Right. You which, see them at the airport. Yeah, say. you can't sleep on right. them. Okay. And uh, – or they just have a divider in them. They or, come to an oval point. Yes. Which is an oxymoron, but you know what I'm saying. Right. So are you designing your outdoor furniture so that homeless <laughs> – and maybe uh, barbecues galore is going to have to start selling a line of non-floppable homeless uh, outdoor patio Barker furniture. Yes, and, uh, in case people want to come in your backyard and crash. Uh, the other thing I always like, too, is when they – um, skateboard proof everything. Oh yeah, right with the oh, yeah, with the, the spikes, and, with yeah. the speed bumps. But uh, I have a little less disdain for that. That I understand. But yes, they've, we we design gone. benches in terms of people spending the night in it and trying to thwart them. Yes, yes. they've gone from the welded notches you see to prevent uh, skateboarders to like decorative ones now. They're in the shapes of leaves. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, as though as though they're like, as like oh a leaf just happened to fall here made of cement and iron. <laughs> Um, Gina's got a uh, ring around the collar commercial she wants to share with us, which I'm excited about. I've been thinking about vestiges of the past. The other one that came to mind last night was Andy and I were joking around. He said something like, oh, I'm in the doghouse. And I was like, the doghouse. A literal doghouse. Nobody refers to them because nobody – who listening to this could imagine – keeping your dog outside with just like a little box for them to protect themselves and yes. that's where they live. Nobody does that anymore. No. The dog house. We've went from the dog house to the dog bed. That's right. And I've definitely, there's oh, wow. no doubt in my mind, I'm 1,000%, I would stake my life on this. I have spent far more on dog beds mm-hmm. than my parents spent <laughs> on beds for either one of their children, zero to 18. I'll include cribs. I, I know I've exceeded that nice. number. I have. So we're li- talking I've, upwards of like 400 bucks? I've, yeah, I have bought at least four or five dog beds mm-hmm. in, in my day. Uh, Phil still prefers the sofa. Of course. Only well. the best, though. Yeah. But no, um, some of those dog beds are nice. I, I could say, nap in yeah, those. That's what I'm saying. Right. There's so, dog beds. There's dog like beds. memory foam dog beds. We went from the dog house mm-hmm. to the dog bed, yes. which is so. First move is no dog sleeping outside. Mm-mm. Second move is they can move indoors. Third move is, well, if they're going to move indoors, they're going to need their own bed. Get comfy, wumpy. Right. So the other phrase that I haven't heard in very, very many years, maybe, I don't know, two, three decades, ring around the collar. If you mm-hmm. asked your children what they thought that was, I don't think they'd have an answer. No. I think it was a children's song. Right. right. And so here's a classic commercial where they made ring around the collar a thing. And this guy sells it like you wouldn't believe. It's well, a, a guy sitting on a couch watching TV and his wife's about to join him. Well, not only was ring around. So ring around the collar or good coffee mm-hmm. Or, or what, dust. Or dust everywhere. Well, these are referendums on you as a, as a person. Yes. As a woman, yeah. as yes. a housewife. It was your job when your mother-in-law would come <laughs> come to stay with you. Yeah. And the first thing she did when she walked into the into the entry hall the would banister. be to go to her purse, <laughs> pull out white gloves, yeah. and start dragging them along every horizontal yes. surface in the house just to make sure you were doing a fine job of dusting. And then just hmm. yeah. the other just thing, disc. there's the other thing she would do. The the uh, mother-in-law when she came to the home is she'd walk in and she'd go. She'd give a sniff, yeah. want to make sure mm-hmm. that uh, the house smelled good. Yes, and I just thought of one more that hasn't completely gone away, but I think has gone away significantly. Water spots. Oh, the spot oh, maker. Yeah. Care. That's right. Embarrassing. Yeah, very embarrassing. But mm-hmm. let's check out this couple and, and the biggest problem in their life. So he's watching TV. Yeah. All right. You've got ring around the collar. Can you believe it? A girl would tell her boyfriend he's got ring around the collar. What? Me? Ring around the collar? Tub stains like this need whisk. Well, I've got this powder. It's... Whisk is better. And when whisk powder. gets that ring around the collar... Your whole wash is clean. <laughs> no more ring around the collar. Just like on TV. No more TV. 
Ooh. Oh, she's going to get a blowjob now. <laughs> and I love how also it's clear that they live in an apartment complex because they have like a, a multi-use laundry room. The uh, it, Now you bring me on to something I've never thought about or I haven't thought about in a million years, which is all these commercials for all the detergent and everything, they start off like in the living room with the guy watching the ball game. Then they end up doing a tutorial yes. in the laundry room where the guy's standing <laughs> there. It's like, well, it is the playoffs. And I, do have, inning. I do have money on this game. <laughs> but, but show me how the liquid detergent's better than the powder. TiVo hasn't been invented yet, but let's just go down and spend uh, 40, 50 minutes standing by the washing machine while you yes. explain to me that my powder is subpar to your liquid, and here's how many loads of... There was never, the yeah. guy never put a fight up. No. It was like, come on down to the laundry room yeah, and let, let me explain yeah. to you. It's never, let's do this later. How yeah. it works. And then he was always stripped down to a t-shirt because, mm-hmm. God forbid, there were other no. shirts in the hamper that they could have experimented <laughs> on. No, it was like, I need the shirt off your yes, back, literally. It. It's all, get it, get it off right now. I and right. nothing makes her hotter than a clean collar. Yeah. I don't even know. I I wonder if this counter has evolved. Like it feels kind of eighties. Like because she's not the one who's failed. She's telling him. Like this oh, is true. A, this she is, is imparting the knowledge. You want you want some ass? This you get 80s, rid of that. This is the eighties. <laughs> yeah, this eighties evolution of this. In the in the sixties and the seventies, it was an indictment. Yeah, it was her fault. Yeah. He was getting his dress shirt out and saw a ring around the collar, and she was humiliated. She was devastated. Or. They went into the Chinese laundry, and there was oh, an ancient oh, Chinese, Chinese secret. secret, and those are all uh, bygone ways, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Ring around the collar. Yeah. I will tell you, if you do, <laughs> you can still ring it. around the collar <laughs> is a thing. Yeah. If you do enough TV right. and you wear enough suits on TV, your fucking collar is a mess because they'll put the makeup down your neck right. and then you'll sit down and then it'll get all over it and it does not want to the makeup doesn't want to come out of so, the collar. Hold on a second. For the I know it's 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 a low number, but for the minuscule amount of men who don't wear makeup on a daily basis, who are these commercials for? It, no, ring around the collar exists. It just uh, exists more for the elite class like myself Understood. who make frequent appearances that's like on TV. That's little toilet paper in the... Yeah. This was more, I assumed, when the rank and file generally wore the, you know, the, the collar and suit to, or collar and tie to work. Mm. Right. And then also, I guess, certainly in the 70s, the guys had longer hair, which probably didn't help. And then they also put a lot of uh, pomades and creams oh, and sure, stuff in their sure. head, too. Soul glow. Although, mm-hmm. Let it shine through. Max Zapata, there was a whole thing. I don't know if you guys remember this, but um, the wet head is dead. Now there's the dry look. Do you remember guys went from the sort of brill cream mm-hmm. kind of slick, slicked back pomade kind of look to the dry look, oh, there was a whole look, and everything yeah. got everything got real bushy and dry, right, and sure. everything. There was a whole feathered and swept back. And yes, there was a whole version of that. Uh, we'll get into that. Okay. Larry Elder is uh, on the line. Larry, Adam, I heard you guys talking about hair. Yes. Uh, if you want to have a good time, Google Larry Elder uh, and fro, uh, <laughs> and then hit images and stand back. <laughs> I will. Uh, I would love to see you in all your glory from 1977. Man, I had some serious kink up there, <laughs> Larry. Uh, by the way, hold. On. Whoa, you Larry! Were wow. <laughs> wow, that is that it's is impressive. a I told you. huge fro. <laughs> uh, Larry Elder is uh, running for governor of uh, California, and you can go to uh, electelder.com for more information. Um, I also should uh, put in a plug for Uncle Tom, which is a very good documentary that uh, Larry has made as well. And I have uh, other thoughts about that. Now, uh, just to pay you a quick compliment, uh, Larry, we often talk about the IMDb scores here mm-hmm. and nothing. Everything is between a six, eight and a seven, four. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Uncle Tom, 8.8 on IMDb. So uh, wow. good on you, Larry. That's right. Hi- higher than any of the five best documentaries nominated this last Oscar season. Made more money than all five of those at the time of the nominations combined. It was a critical success, a commercial success. We hired a consultant, Adam, to try to get the Academy to consider it uh, for Academy Award consideration. Could not get arrested. Well, they're not going to help the black man out, especially if the, <laughs> if the black man's a Republican. If, right. Uh, if the black man is a liberal, the black man has a Molotov cocktail in his hand, they'll help him out. But if he's a conservative, that's a whole different deal. Well, let's talk about you and your journey. I know you grew up out here in Southern California. That's right. Born and raised. My father came here back in 1945, right after the war. Uh, and believe it or not, worked full-time job, two full-time jobs cleaning toilets, was able to save enough money so that, his, uh, so that he bought us a house in an area of L.A., which we thought was uptown, uh, called South Central. Uh, stay-at-home wife, my mother, three boys, uh, and my mom did not work outside the home until the youngest of my, of my siblings uh, was in middle school. He did that on, uh, on a janitor's salary. Again, two full-time jobs, to be sure, to be sure. Uh, but uh, the house right now, it costs $600,000. I just Googled it on Zillow. And anybody who tried to replicate my father's path to the middle class could not do it because of the cost of housing and the cost of living now in California, because we have discouraged building, because the environmental extremists are running this state. Well, a question that I was going to ask that was posed by uh, our booker, uh, Mike August, which is he has always claimed that Schwarzenegger got elected governor, had all these plans to do do all this stuff, but ran into unions and the legislators and couldn't get anything done. Because even though he was in charge, the real people who were in charge were still the sort of old school and he couldn't get around them and get anything done. And he said to me, ask Larry how he proposes to get around all these unions and the California legislation and all that. How do you what is your plan to contend with them? Well, in my opinion, Arnold Schwarzenegger caved. He had them intimidated. There was a time when I think he got, could have gotten a lot of stuff done. Uh, but instead, they pulled a fast one on him. Uh, the, the state taxes went up under him. The car tax went up under him. He did not have to do that. He sold out, in my opinion. Switch became more and more left-wing. I don't intend to do that. Arnold Schwarzenegger, by the way, vetoed hundreds of bills. Not a single one was overridden. The governor of California, even when he's dealing with the hostile legislature, has a great deal of power, not least of which, of course, uh, is the ability to veto bills. There's a line-item veto. There's the ability to declare uh, a public emergency. And regarding homelessness, regarding the, the high cost of living out here in California, regarding the declining quality of education, I think these are three instances where a, a governor, if he's got a skilled lawyer, could declare a public emergency and do something about it. Regarding education, for example, uh, experts tell me that between 5 and 7% of public school teachers out of the 300,000 are incompetent and should be fired. You know how many teachers are fired every single year out of the 300,000, Adam? 22 2.2. What what occupation where there are 300,000 people only has 2.2 get, getting fired every year because of incompetence? That's what's going on in this state, and the worst teachers end up uh, in the worst school districts that need the best teachers. Uh, urban parents, according to the polls, the majority of them want choice in school, and of course the teachers' union is adamantly against that, and they are the largest contributor to this man, Gavin Newsom. He has got to go, and this is a two-step deal, as you know. The first step is, do you want Gavin Newsom out? And if 50% plus one vote says yes, he's gone, and whoever gets the second highest number of votes will succeed him within 30 days after the uh, Secretary of State certifies the election. So back to your question, you don't have to cave. Uh, 2.2 million people signed this petition, Adam, including independents and Democrats who voted for this man. They're fed up with the crime. They're fed up with the homelessness. They're fed up with the declining quality of urban education. They're fed up with the high cost of living, the high cost of housing, and they want something done. And I think that there is going to be uh, somebody like myself to explain the connection between all these bad things and left-wing policies. And once people get it, I think they're going to react to it and put pressure on their local politicians to go along with some of the things I want to do. Well, at some point, you're going to be called a racist, I guess. (laughs) 
<laughs> ironically, which is always funny. I mean, they already call you Uncle Tom. Well, um, they're already doing. They're already doing that, Adam. In, in fact, uh, what Gavin Newsom said is that the re- this recall effort is led by Trump-supporting white nationalists. I may have voted for Donald Trump, but I don't think anybody can accuse me of being a white nationalist. <laughs> and that's what. And that's what they do. They always yell Trump, 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 Trump. I've been asked that many times by reporters. What about the fact that you voted for Donald Trump? Well, I'm a registered Republican. I voted for the standard bearer, as I will vote for the standard bearer in 2024. I haven't voted for a Democrat since Jimmy Carter, and I regret that. Yeah. And- and then Democrats vote for Democrats. That's kind of right. how, how we do things. So on that, how we do things. on that subject, we have a lot of Democrats in California. Um, are Democrats just going to vote for the Democrat, even if the Democrat they're voting for is not really serving them or effective? Or are people willing to just go... Uh, look, I like Larry Elder's ideas. I don't like this homeless situation. I don't like the crime situation. I don't like the school situation. Like I, most Democrats would be for school choice. Most people that care about kids, especially the inner city kids and the kids that suffer the most would be all for school choice. So if they said, forget about Democrat, Republican, one guy wants school choice. The other guy doesn't. Why not just vote for the guy who wants the school choice? Absolutely. I couldn't have said it any better. And the beauty of the private voting ballot, the the private voting booth, is that you can go in there, pull the curtains, and vote for whomever you want. You don't have to tell your friends you voted for a Republican. You don't have to tell your friends that you defected and voted for the other party. You're voting for Larry Elder. Larry Elder has common sense. Larry Elder was born and raised here. He's got some ideas about what to do about the high cost of housing, ideas what to do about homelessness. And you don't treat homelessness by just building more homes. All you're doing is attracting people from the other states to come here and get a free home. Until you deal with the underlying reason why people are homeless, you're not going to solve the problem. And government can't do that. You've got to involve the churches. You have to involve people like Pastor Jack Hibbs uh, from the Calgary Baptist Church, from the Calgary Church, rather. He says, let let us do it. We know how to convert people far better than can government. We can do it more effectively, we can do it more efficiently, and we can do it more cheaply. Get us involved. What Gavin Newsom wants to do is appease the teachers' union by spending more and more money on education. We spend more money than virtually any other state with getting lousy results. And I think a lot of people are fed up, including Democrats, including independents. And again, I believe that they're going to go into the into that booth on September 14th, close that shade and say, I want this guy out. I want somebody with good common sense. This is not rocket science. This is a state that has an infrastructure that was built for a state half the size because of the failure to, to, pre- to prepare for the future, the failure to build enough uh, dams and aqueducts and, and storage tanks. We, we have a situation where we have water shortages. How come... How come Israel, sitting on a body of water called the Mediterranean, is water, water uh, self-sufficient? We're sitting on a little body called the Pacific Ocean, and we're not. This is outrageous. we got all these brainiacs in Silicon Valley. We can't figure this out. The anti-growth people need to be stood down, and once people understand the connection between all these problems and these anti-growth environmental extremists, I believe they're going to vote to get rid of Gavin Newsom, A, and to then vote for Larry L to replace him as, as the next governor of California. Um, well, let's talk about schools, because I know you're passionate about that, and uh, mm-hmm. I feel the same way you do. If the results were good, I would be down with the status quo, but I feel like we right. just spend more money every year and the results get sort of worse. I know you happen to have a lot of statistics uh, at the tips of your fingers and tongue as well, and uh, so why don't you tell us some uh, depressing statistics about uh, California, <laughs> okay. and then uh, and then we can get into uh, solutions. Well, according to a study that was done by uh, an organization called the Fordham Institute, forty-four percent of Philadelphia public school teachers with school-age kids put their own kids in private school, as opposed to ten percent of families nationwide and six percent of black families nationwide. Roughly thirty-nine percent of Chicago public school teachers with school-age kids have their own kids in private school. Out here in LA, it's around thirty percent. Uh, that's twice the percentage of non-public school households to have their own kids in private schools. The people who know the schools best are the teachers. Teachers, and they're not putting their own kids in them. What does that tell you? It's as if you open up a restaurant, put a sign outside, and said, come on in, just don't eat the food. What to do about it? Give people choice. Let the money follow the child rather than the other way around. And it turns out it even makes the, the public schools better because they lose students if they don't compete, if 
they don't improve, and, and uh, it puts pressure on everybody to improve. But the bottom line is the first step toward escaping poverty and getting to the middle class is to get a decent high school education. A left-wing think tank called the Brookings Institution has something they call the Millennial Success Sequence. And the first step... Finish high school, presumably one where you can read, write, and compute at grade level. Even the ones who graduate from these urban schools, Adam, end up going to remedial uh, school for math and for reading when they get into to a JC or to a four-year institution because they're so far behind other people. It's outrageous. We're spending more and more money and getting poorer and poorer results. This has got to turn around. I'm a product of the public schools. And I know the difference because I went to Crenshaw High School, the school that was featured in Boys in the Hood, and it was decent enough for me to get to a good school. But I even know the quality was, was inferior to other better public schools because I was bused for one semester to a school called Fairfax, and the difference was night and day. And that was when Crenshaw pretty much graduated everybody on time. Now the dropout rate in many of our urban schools is nearly 50%. I picked up the newspaper a couple of years ago, and there was a story about my former high school, Crenshaw High, only 3% of kids could do math at grade level. This is an absolute assault on the future of these poor kids. 80% of the students enrolled in public schools in California are black and brown. White kids with money are not putting these kids in public school. They wouldn't do it on a bet. Gavin Newsom didn't have his kids uh, in a public school. Uh, as I mentioned, his kids still enjoyed in-school private education while he shut down education for everybody else. It's an outrage. It's an outrage that this man has got to go. Brian has a question. Larry's little factoid, just to, just to add in uh, to support what Larry was saying, his little factoid about uh, teachers, public school teachers putting their kids in private schools reminds me, my wife used to work for an uh, insurance company, large one, one you've seen commercials for on TV, and when it came time for us to insure our house and our cars, <laughs> she's like, no, let's go with this other company. I've done the research. I know which one's better. You, you'll, you'll, you could be a company man or a woman, and you'll vote with your wallet. Yeah, well, absolutely. Who? I, I remember. I remember Adam. When, remember when uh, Antonio Villaraigosa first ran? He ran one time and lost. One of the reasons he lost <clears throat> is because during a debate, somebody asked him why he didn't have his own kids in public school, uh, and he said, "Quote: I will not sacrifice my kids." Close quote. By putting them in a public school, I wanted them to get a superior education. <laughs> Hello, is this thing Oopsie. on? <laughs> He's right. <laughs> well, he never said it. He never said it again. But it was one of those moments of honesty. Did um. To be fair to Villagrosa, I don't think his brain could control his tongue yeah. sufficiently, had difficulty forming sentences. <laughs> or, or, or control something else. You know, we'll go there. Yeah, or his honker. Um, yeah. So what would, I always ask, but maybe it's my naivete, you can't pin Newsom down or anybody down, but to, to be pro, to never stop talking about poor black and brown kids, which is a Gavin Newsom thing. It's always, you know, as soon as the pandemic kicks in, it's all about the poor people and the brown people and the black people and the disenfranchised. To then be against school choice, there's, n there's no way to solve that riddle other than being in bed with the teachers' unions. There is no logical um, explanation, but what is their explanation, or they are they just never asked? They're never asked. They are never asked. There is no explanation. How do you square that circle? How do you square the circle allowing people to demonize police officers when polls show that people living in the inner city recognize that they're more likely to be victims of crime, they want the police manpower to remain the same or be even higher. How do you square that circle while talking about your concerns about black and brown people when the number one responsibility of government, of course, is to protect people and property? And this governor, and this governor is not doing it. And uh, to say that you care about black people but don't give a damn about the quality of their education, to say you care about black people but don't care about public safety, does it make any sense? And I think I can make that argument in a more effective way than maybe many of the other people can, because I've been doing this for 30 years. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm a fan of yours, and I, I'm obviously a fan, and you have so many reps on talk radio, I mean repetitions, and being able to articulate your point quickly and to have the data Very at your quickly. fingertips <laughs> is great. I, I wanted to play a clip that uh, I knew would drive you insane. Uh, it was Kamala Harris uh, on BET, and she was talking about voter IDs, which um, I think we know where you probably <laughs> land on that subject. Now, it's interesting because voter ID was Jim Crow 2.0 10 minutes ago, and now that people have sort of found out that most Americans agree with voter ID, 
a lot of a lot of people are changing on it, but uh, Kamala's kind of sticking with it. She's talking to Soledad O'Brien, who does a, a horrible job of asking any follow-up questions. Uh, it was making the rounds in the news that, you know, Kamala said a lot of people in rural areas don't have access to a Kinko's or photocopier. And didn't we find out that those people <laughs> found that to be wildly insulting? Yeah, but it's that's the part that everyone kind of latched onto. But if you listen, it's the uh, it's the end part that I find nonsensical and sort of clinically insane. But we'll just listen to the one minute clip, Larry. People are talking about potential compromises. Mm-hmm. Is agreeing to voter ID one of those compromises that you'd support? I don't think that we should underestimate what that could mean. Because in some people's mind, that means, well, you're going to have to um, Xerox or, or, or photocopy your ID to send it in to prove you are who you are. Well, there are a whole lot of people, especially people who live in rural communities, who don't. There's no Kinko's. There's no Office Max near them. People have to understand that when we're talking about voter ID laws, be clear about who you have in mind and what would be required of them to prove who they are. Of course, people have to prove who they are, but not in a way that makes it them it almost impossible for them to prove who they are. <laughs> that was. What does her last <laughs> statement mean? Of course, people have to prove who they are, but not. But. How does that work at the airport? For oh instance, you have Adam, to prove. Uh, by the Adam, way, this is such soft bigotry of low expectations. It's the most racist thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. Sorry, well, Larry. Uh, Joe Biden saying the reason. Well, studies show that black entrepreneurs are just as good as white entrepreneurs. They just don't have access to lawyers and accountants. Guys, I got to go. I have another interview. Please, <laughs> electelder.com, electelder.com. Adam, God bless. God bless, Larry. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, yeah, but who has a better winery? <laughs> Plump Jack, what, is, what does Larry have? Yeah. Uh, you know, my thing, whether you uh, agree, <laughs> agree, <laughs> agree, what uh, kind of grape does Colt 45 come from? Um, whether you agree, whether you're Republican or Democrat or whatever, my, here's my whole take. Let, let's give Larry a shot, see what he does, see if it works. And you know what's funny about that? I think we can prove it the other way, too. I think that, that ironically, Newsom is the great uniter. Since everybody wants him out, I heard John and Ken say, "I don't Everyone care." Can agree. Yeah, I don't care if it's a, if it's another yeah. Democrat. If it's not Newsom and it's someone good, we'll take him. And I think Democrats are saying the same thing. I don't yeah. care who it is; it's just not. It can't be this guy. I understand Larry's on a. Sorry to interrupt. You. I understand Larry's on a, a media, you know, thing. No. Has to do interviews. I would have loved the opportunity to ask him. I'll just throw it out to you guys because he's a bit older than us. He's from a previous generation. He's a company man. You know, he's a Republican. He he supports Donald Trump no matter what. But I think to a young to a lot of younger people, I can speak for myself, like. I would like a politician who picks a little of that and a little of that mm-hmm. isn't blind mm-hmm. faith to Democrats or Republicans. I think that's what got us into this mess. That's true. And, that, and he did say, you know, I vote for Trump because I vote for my party line. So I know. That's a good I, question. I would have liked to ask him that. But you know, wouldn't we be better served with a guy who's like, I'm not dogmatically attached to Republicans or Democrats. I'm going to pick the best policy and we're just going to drive down that lane. Yeah, I agree. It's utopia, but is that going to work? Would that ever work? Well, I, I, I have no idea. It'd be look. It'd be nice if uh, people were a little more flexible and a little more fluid. I think what he's saying is, is people level this charge of you voted for Mm -hmm. Trump, and the bottom line is he would never vote for Hillary Clinton. But. that's my point is like I'm blindly going to follow this. Uh, no, I think he hates Hillary Clinton. Specifically? Yeah, I think he thinks she would be right, bad at but, president. But he does point out specifically hadn't voted for a Democrat since uh, Carter. Carter. And that was a mistake. Yes. But he agrees with the policies of okay. the Republicans. So he's lower tax, lower regulation, school okay. choice or whatever, all the stuff that that it is. I, I think there's also I just think we're in the day of less dichotomy, more a little of this, a little the of nuance. That. Oh, yeah, I, like I agree. I mean, at the at the end of the day, I think you have to separate the person or the personality. You can argue Trump's a crazy personality, but you can also argue Hillary Clinton's her own personality. Oh, absolutely. But you go, OK, so let's remove the personalities. What do we want? Mm-hmm. Do we want higher taxes or lower taxes or do we want the um, – 
do do we want the corporate tax raised or do we want border security or school choice or environmental whatever or birth control or mm, or right. abortion or whatever and you have to sort of figure out right. who's all there and then you remove the crazy person who's at the top of each. and you go well what would you what would you like but whatever happened to it see it's we've said it so many times it's a cliche oh well i'm a fiscal republican but i'm a social democrat well where is that guy like don't worry about Women's bodies, they know what they're doing. If this person's translate, it's none of your business. Let's lower the taxes. Let's fix the potholes. Most Republican <laughs> guys I know are very live and let live, but want the potholes fixed. Not mm-hmm. interested as much That's in what I'm saying. gay that'd be, that'd or abortions great. or things like that. Leave everybody that alone is, and fix the infrastructure. I think that's that's most most of the guys I know on the Republican side. But then they don't make as much noise as the handful of sort of Bible thumpers. Mm. All right, we got uh, a call from uh, Raleigh. Guy wants to pull oh. the balls over there. We'll talk to him in a second. First, I'll tell you about <laughs> Simply Safe, award-winning home security system engineered with the latest technology to keep your family safe. But uh, what really sets Simply Safe apart is its highly trained security experts who are always there when you need them. When the alarm goes off, a person who cares is going to be on that call when uh they are going to make that call. Somebody who cares. That's right. Simply Safe cares. And, and uh, fire department, police department, whoever they need to uh, notify, they shall. Uh, even if you're just having a problem setting up your system, a person who cares will be there with a friendly chat, a quick resolution. U.S. News has called Simply Safe the best home security of 2021. Find out how Simply Safe can help make you feel safe and secure your home. Just visit Simply Safe Two Eyes, simplysafe.com slash Adam today. Customize your system and you get a free security camera. That is simplysafe.com slash Adam. Do that today. Get that free security camera. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with the Philip from Raleigh, North Carolina, right after this. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there owning renting you want to save some money how about your bundle bundle your policies at geico geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy it's a good thing too because you got so much to do already go to geico.com get a quote see just how much you could save at geico that is geico.com today that's geico.com and now a totally innocuous word that sounds dirty when mike dawson says it Swallow. Ew. Let's get back to the Adam Carolla Show. All right. Max Zapata found the commercial about the uh, wet head being dead. Oh. Mm, this is part of my childhood. I what's, haven't thought about in a million years. the product or the it's, company? It's like a hairspray versus, I think, a pomade. Okay. Like, oh. and it, it was this really weird, dry look. The most off-putting part of it is... Big sideburns started coming in mm-hmm. as the dry look came in. And that was kind of fun on the 27-year-old dude. But the 63-year-old dude with mm. the weird gray pubes <laughs> coming great. all the way down the side of his yeah. head always felt uh, weird to me. Sorry. Go ahead, Max Banner. The Gillette Company is delighted to announce the wethead is dead. Now you don't have to use oil, creams, or even water on your hair. Introducing the, the dry, dry look. Dry control for your hair. Keeps it neat, full, you, natural, but dry. And you set natural. just the degree of dry control you need for oh, your own like hairstyle. Yeah. The wet head is dead. Now, no one wants the dry look anymore, right? Well, yeah, you want to look moisturized, but I love that they said that that was a natural look. That was clearly Lego hair. Yes. That was clearly total snap Lego on hair. Head. All right, let's see. We got uh, Philip from Raleigh. Philip, you want to pull balls this Saturday early show? Hi, guy. Hi, guy. Yes. <laughs> yes, I would be. I'd be honored to pull your balls any day. Yeah, everyone makes that joke. Um, <laughs> even Mike August will make that That's joke on occasion, and, and I have to explain I'm a comedian, so yeah. I'm not amused. Some butter under his red balls. Yeah. Right. What are you What are you doing over there in Raleigh? I am I'm a neuroradiologist. Look at which you. Bald, bald probably knows well. Buddy, you um, and I have worked a, together. <laughs> Maybe not in for person. Sure, but. man. 
for sure. And I, I, I am just, uh, just, uh, inspired by you and your uh, courage and your success and your story. And I loved your book and, uh, Thank yeah, you. so I yeah, it rings true everything that you talk about. I'm kind of picturing it in my mind because that's kind of what I do. So it is uh, yeah. it is interesting when you you get on in life a little, and you talk to people as I do after the shows all the time. I ask the guys what they do. It's like, oh, I'm a commercial airline pilot, or a woman who says, when I talk to her in uh, Golden, Colorado. Like, oh, remember me? I'm the commercial airline pilot. I'm the neurologist, or I'm the physician, or I'm the attorney. And I always go, oh, yeah, hey, good, good for you. These people would have been the most powerful people that my parents knew. Oh, like, yeah. If we knew one no, no, person yeah. Royalty. who was a, a neuro, uh, sorry, what Couldn't is it? Neuroradiologist. Neuroradiologist. You would have been the winner in the Corolla Parents Friends sweepstakes 10 times <laughs> wow. over. Well, we they knew. would have been references like, well, Philip said. Yeah, well, you, you defer to him yeah, on yeah, everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean. I wish. I'm, I'm not even the winner in my house. So I, I appreciate that uh, that distinction, but uh, yeah, that's great. What are you? Are you working MRI machines, uh, CT? What are you? All the stuff? I do. I do all the imaging of the brain and spine, uh-huh. um, MR, CT, uh, myelograms, lumbar punctures. Do you uh, do the uh, phlebotomy for contrast? Because I have a bone to pick <laughs> with the, uh, the the neuroradiologists who do the. They're not the best. <laughs> no, actually, I leave that. I leave that up to our. our CT and MRI technologists, oh, because bless. they do that all day, every day. God and bless you. I, I believe in uh, people, uh, you know, doing kind of what they do well, and practice makes makes uh, perfect. And, yeah, so I let them do that. And, yeah, I'm in the back room reading the, reading the exams. Are you... Uh, Can't get your hands dirty with the patients. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I hear you're friends with my old friend, uh, Beth Ringwald, who moved out there with her physician husband. <laughs> yes. Actually, I am friends, well, uh, in a sense, I'm friends with Ken. Ken's the husband. And Yes, Ken is the husband. Ken and I uh, work pretty closely together. Uh, as you know, Ken's a neurologist, and, uh, you know, so we, we work together on a regular basis. He orders a lot of exams that I interpret, and we discuss patients all the time. And, yeah, I've known Ken now for 20 years um, that I've been here. But uh, I have yet to meet Beth. Um, but it was pretty uh, startling and pretty weird when I found out a few years ago, uh, you know, that he was married to Beth. Meanwhile, you know, I'd been listening to you talk about Beth for years and, you know, watching her skinny dip and all this kind oh, of my. stuff. And I thought, That's I thought, me. A very <laughs> oh, no. She, she wasn't skinny dipping. There was no pool. I oh, just... Okay. Uh, the crazy, well, I haven't told the story in a, jump in naked a, on the floor in a million years, but uh, I was delivering booze. Oh, yes. And uh, I was up in the hills of Hebrew Heights mm-hmm. in uh, Studio City. And I was like, oh, it's up the street from my friend's house, female friend. And I thought, I'll just swing by sure. and say hi. It was like during the summer. So it was like up the street, you know, back in the day when you'd be in, in the neighborhood sure. of somebody. And I literally knocked on the front door, and the door just swung open. Mm-hmm. And then I like went okay, and I just walked into the house. Could and be when a I, horror movie, could be a porno movie. When I walked in the house, I could see like the silhouette of two women sunbathing in the nude in the back, like in the yard. And Holy I went, money. oh, what what have we here? And so I started to <laughs> look like mud flops on a truck. I started to circle around the house. And as soon as I started to circle around in the house, they got up. I looked out the window. They were gone. They got up and walked back into the house. So where were you? A cut off. Oh, I was so cut sorry. off in the back yeah, of the house. Right. I couldn't get out. Of the house now. Okay, this is an assault. First of all, these mm-hmm. days, this yeah. Is- it, was, it started off pretty innocently. Right. I was just stopping by to say hi. And, uh, you know, as a teenage boy, you see uh, gals out in the backyard. You and uh, I went around. And then once I came to the house, I had to hide. What What could I do? How, at that? These days, you have to tell your neighbors you moved into the neighborhood. Right. How'd you get out? I hid in the closet. This oh, is boy. so porkies. What were my options at that point? Then they started pillow fighting. Oh, yeah. In my mind. Yeah. Uh, no, I had, I didn't know where they were in the house. How long were you in the closet? I was on a delivery. So it's like I had to kind of drop it off and get back to the, to the liquor store. I didn't know what to do. 
So I'd uh, I'd heard the shower fired up, so I assumed somebody was taking a shower. Wow. So I didn't know who was in the shower and who wasn't in the shower, but I knew it, it wasn't two-on-one. Two on it was now one-on-one, <laughs> on one, and it was my time to try to escape. Right. I did not make it out successfully. What happened? Uh, the, the, the owner of the house. But I mean, the, <laughs> she was in the kitchen. I couldn't. I. It was a house that was shaped. I mean, like many houses, it was kind of a like kind a of long L shape, okay. and I was in the very bottom back of the L. And there's no way to get out. <laughs> I couldn't get out of the house without going past people. Did the did the person who found you know you? Oh yeah, she was my friend. Okay, I was going to go visit. So her. was she like, "What in the hell are you doing in my house?" Yeah, there was some of that. I feel like your plan was pretty close. No, to the she, she, I scared, I scared the crap out of her because yeah, okay, I was coming, I was coming down the hall, right. and she was like in the kitchen. Jesus. Yeah. Look at you. I know. So, so uh, give Beth his best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Kenny, her husband, was a very good friend of mine in high school, and oh. I had a crush on Beth, but of course he was hanging around with me, mm. and she made the more suitable choice. Well, she sure did. Which is. Kenny, who was going off to Brown to yeah. become a doctor, who was a senior, she, of course, liked him better. She took the safe money. So they became boyfriend and girlfriend. No. And then they, you know, he went off to college, and then they didn't see each other for 25 years. What? Yep. And then uh, they got back together way later on and got married. Wow. Oh, wow. What a lovely story. It's a crazy that. story, right? <laughs> Oh, wait okay. a minute. Is Philip still there? Yeah. Philip? Do you remember? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Paul Paul is out here, too. Did you know Paul? Ken's brother, Paul? No. Older brother, I, I think. I remember Kenny uh, yeah. lived in he lived in North Hollywood, his family. He was a good baseball player. He was actually on the team yeah. that, that played at Dodger Stadium, the championship. Okay. We played for. Wow. Beat Daryl Strawberry's team. No, oh, nothing. With Daryl pitching, oh, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I bet. Off of the aforementioned Crenshaw wow. uh, to to get to Dodger Stadium, and uh, then was a good enough student to uh, go off to Brown and uh, become a doctor. And then uh, mm. I lost track of him, and everyone lost track of him. And then um, Beth and he—I mean, I say twenty years later, but it could have been you know twenty-two, twenty-three years later. I don't know how long. How long they've been married now? Ten years. Something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, it was so wild because, you know, one of my partners just happened to say in passing, said, said, did you know that, you know, that Ken Carnes is married to Beth Ringwald? And I was like, at that point, I had already, you know, I've been a fan of yours for a million years. So I kind of knew all about Beth through you. And then I went up to Ken and I said, Ken, do you know Adam Carolla? And that's when he said, he said, oh, yeah, that knucklehead. <laughs> he said, yeah, yeah. He introduced me to my wife, and that's that wow. was uh, pretty well, pretty you. pretty amazing. And where yes. was your wedding invitation? Yeah, we took very different paths after high school. <laughs> Kenny and I did, and I did not know uh, I did not know his brother. But it, it was also, as I've always pointed out on the show, North Hollywood High was this uh, potpourri of guys like Ken mm. and guys like Ray. <laughs> <laughs> and my, me and and other guys. There was Real just a, was such a big group of people. Some choose chose to kind of use yeah. use the system and go yeah. off to yeah. college, and others uh, chose Let not to. Let the time to. do you. Let the time do you. Well, we'll see. We'll see in Raleigh coming up uh, this weekend, and uh, you can pull balls. What Saturday early show, right, uh, Philip? Yeah, that, that works for me. Saturday night, I'll be at both shows. So uh, can't wait to see you, you guys. You guys are the best. You uh, get me through every day, and I, I love you guys. You guys are tremendous. Give up the Th- Lord's work, Phil. Thanks, Philip. Um, I will. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's Good Nights Comedy Club. And yes, a lot of people go to the early show and say, "Oh, we're staying to the we're watching the late show because the early show is a live podcast, and the late show stand up. Right. So it's just a different different show. So if make you a night of it. Make a night of it. God bless. Also, something I've just been wanting to say for a while, but it, it keeps keeps slipping my mind. I keep. I would talk to a lot of people in uh, Golden, Colorado after the show, and they would go, oh, I go jogging every morning with you and the earbuds. And I, I don't know why I'm so in love with that mm. notion of uh, yeah, listening is good, listening while at work is good, putting the earbuds in and going through right. the hike, going through the jog. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I find that so appealing.
Yeah, well, I flattering. think you like that person better. We're jealous well, of that person. At the same time, that and, like, the jogging I am met, for some people love it, but I imagine most people, it's either a chore or it's a force up to do it, or it's like mm-hmm. a, the jog, here we go, it's early in the morning, and that's something that eases you, puts you at ease, it's enjoyable, it's something to look forward to, the carrot at the end of the stick, if you will. All right, uh, Max Apata, something he's been sitting on for a little while is a greeting card. Oh. I believe it's a greeting card, is it not, Max Pana? Yeah, so it was Jen's birthday a couple of weeks ago, and I and I went uh, through the card aisle at the at the local Walgreens looking for a, a birthday card. The old romantic. Yeah, I know. I'm like, which? Uh, well, I don't know which one. Do I want the romantic one? Do I want the funny one? You know, pictures of a puppy or something. So I'm looking, and then I see one that I like. Had a pretty. I like the colors. I thought the design was cool. I pulled it out, but it was not a birthday card. It it's a. Uh, it was like a, it's okay to say we are not okay. So I pulled it out, and that's what the that's what the cover was. It was in the oh. birthday card section though, so that's why I was confused. <laughs> it's okay to say we are then, not okay. Like it's like a, like a show of support sure. kind of thing. Yeah, but then I opened it, and it's uh, yeah, it's like we're scared, angry, and wow. for sure tired. On top of all that, we're still expected to step out into this world and function like everything's okay. We have the right to feel how we feel, the right to cry, scream, shut the world out, and dream of something better. We have the right to be who we are in this moment and do what we got to do to get through this. And we're going to do it together. And I was like... For I, what occasion? I don't know. This is pretty broad. <laughs> yeah, like Juneteenth, maybe? It was a, it was oh, a, it was a kind of a, a bummer card. <laughs> I mean, I like specifics. I wouldn't even know who to give this to. Yeah. How about this card says, thinking of you? Yeah. I, I, went yeah. With the, I went with the beaver. It's your damn birthday. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I the people I've I've said this a gajillion times, but it's not me being insensitive, even though it sounds that way. <laughs> when you just keep repeating, we're scared, we're angry, and then people go, "You have the right to be scared. You should be angry." And it's like, "I'm scared to leave the house. You should be scared." Yeah. You want to ruin a 23-year-old? That's about the fucking fastest way you can ruin a young person. Yeah, stop Just leading the witness. Explain to them that they're scared and they should be scared and there's a target on their back and this is such a horrible time and a horrible society and it just makes everyone fucking miserable. Um, stop being so scared. It is uh, narcissistic to announce you're scared of everything all the time. And the bottom line is... Nobody really cares about you, good or bad. Look, we just don't, we don't care about who you are, what you do, or what color your skin is, or what your ethnicity is, or your heritage is, or who you want to fuck or blow or suck. <laughs> that's that's your fucking decision. And, we don't we don't really give a fuck. And that's that should what, take all the pressure off of you. It should, but it's like in in a way, it's the ultimate weight of reality, mm-hmm. which is saying, you know, you going. People judge me because of who I, I'm attracted to or my heritage or my or who I worship or who I sleep with or whatever. The, mo- the bitterest pill of all to any young person is actually no one gives a fuck. We don't even know who you are and we yeah. don't care. Yeah. You're the car in front of us on the freeway or you're the person in front of us at the ATM standing yeah. in line. And that's about as much as we think of you. You're absolutely right. That's why one of my favorite phrases, when you're 20, you worry what everyone thinks of you. When you're 40, you stop worrying what everyone thinks of you. And when you're 60, you realize nobody worried about you to begin with. That is a good or bad. Yeah. So now you have you have all the power. Yeah. That's, I would like to return the power to you. Nobody's thinking yeah, about by you, all means. good or bad. No one's trying to hold you down. No one's trying to lift you up. And you banding together with a whole bunch of like-minded asswipes who are talking the same way never seems to move the needle. You know what a better greeting card would be? You know, the whole dance like no one is watching? Mm-hmm. It should say dot, 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 because nobody is. Right. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a better way to go. I care about you guys. No. Oh, yeah. Well, look. I <laughs> No. <laughs> Co-workers, friends, family, yes, neighbors have that. That is your group, yeah. not not society at large. Society at large is not interested. Not interested. All right. And the ones who say they are are usually politicians who they are want feigning that. Yes. yes, they'd like your vote. All right. Trevor Moore, she'll uh, come back to the studio. He's here now and we'll talk to him in a second. First, I'll tell you about LifeLock after last year. We all deserve a little summer fun. But be on the lookout for travel scams by cyber criminals who want to steal your identity. 
independently verify travel deals with the company. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives every day. We put our info at risk on the Internet. In an instant, cybercriminals could harm your finances and your credit. Good thing there's a LifeLock. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information has potentially been compromised, they will send you an alert. Protect yourself with LifeLock, right, Dawson? No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours, yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using promo code ADAM. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com and use promo code ADAM for 25% off. Well, director, producer, comedian, writer, actor, Trevor Moore is coming back to the show, and we'll talk to him right after this. Another day, another unknown. It could bring your biggest order yet or a new cyber threat. Whatever happens, Comcast Business will keep you ready with a network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary. 